and welcome to another Tush Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. I hope we're all well, and um, I hope you're enjoying all the madness that pro wrestling brings, especially this week. I'm here to talk about AEW Dynamite from Wednesday night, and a show that I kind of expected a little bit of madness from after what we've seen over the last few days. But actually, this was an excellent couple of hours of wrestling TV. And the show started by replaying the MJF return at All Out uh, without the CM Punk bits. Um, We then get an address by Tony Khan who tells us that he's vacated the AEW World Championship as expected and the Trios Championship, which I didn't expect. Um, We're going to get a tournament of champions pretty good brackets I thought for that and we're also going to crown the new trio championship in the first match um, he also promises that AEW will be at its best for the next couple of weeks Look, this was fine actually um, probably what it should have been needed somebody just to come out and take charge a little bit and explain what's going on. Shame he didn't do that at the weekend, but that's that's not for now. Um, only slight problem with that and the things he said, especially that last little bit where he promises that AEW would be at its best, is almost saying to us it hasn't been that good lately, which is, would be the truth if I'm honest. Um, but you don't ever admit to that, I don't think. Anyway, this the show actually starts proper with MJF. He came out, he got a huge reaction. Uh, proper baby facing it up. Uh, he says, who's excited to see MJF? The crowd goes nuts. He talks about last time we saw him, he said some offensive things, called the fans marks and all that, but he was only lying. Um, he talks about the um, how he loves AEW, and he's never leaving this place. He starts an AEW chant. He talks about the world title being vacated. He says he works smarter, not harder. And he isn't going to be in this tournament for the world title. He has a chip for a title shot whenever he wants it anyway. And Tony Khan's paying a boatload of money. He says that you might think that we're in dark times, but this place needs a leader. And there is no one 
more trustworthy. Uh, he then goes and calls himself better than Moses. Excellent stuff by MGF. Just so good. Uh, John Moxley comes out. He says MGF is full of crap, basically. Um, MGF gets pissed off and then went off on Buffalo. He, he says uh, maybe Mox is a little bit woozy because he did go to sleep on Sunday. Um, maybe Mox is right. Maybe he doesn't care about this place and doesn't care about the fans. And he doesn't care about the title. Maybe it's just a bargaining chip or maybe he'll take it to a real wrestling company with real fans and real wrestlers just like his good friends <laughs> good friend the roly roller code star i think you call him cody rhodes uh maybe you can work for a real boss and the only khan that work the only khan that's worth a damn jolly old saint nick and to quote my personal hero and the best wrestler, the game, uh, that's what's best for business. Mox responds to this with, this is not the time and the place. And MJF needs to leave right now or he's going to make him leave. MJF sort of threatens to fight, takes off his shirt. And great physique, by the way. But decides to walk away. Uh, as he's walking away, Mox tells him that his theme song sucks. Uh, he then says he's pissed off that he isn't stood there with a the world title. He explains what the title means to him. He cuts an unbelievable, passionate promo. Um, he was so good. How can you not love this man if you're a wrestling fan? Um, he talks about losing on Sunday and how he should be on vacation now. And he, up until two days ago, uh, he puts over everyone in this tournament, but he's going to win it. As Taz said on commentary, that his promo was so powerful. It's just incredible. Um, Felt like he was talking to everyone, uh, every person in the back, every every fan, and he just made you want to run for a brick wall for him. Um, he's having an incredible year, John Moxley, but I think, I honestly think he's. At the very, 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 very top of this game. Um, he's just incredible. So real as well. And I don't think there's a wrestler that makes me believe in them more than John Moxley right now. Uh, if you haven't seen this opening segment to Dynamite, I highly suggest going and watching it. Then it was time to... Uh, crown already the second trio's champions and it was Death Triangle versus Best Friends who had Danhausen in their corner uh, Pack and Orange Cassidy start the match off and it quickly breaks down with all six men going at it Trent and Chuck uh, launch Cassidy over the top rope uh, out onto uh, Death Triangle 
They all fight below the ramp then, where Chuck Taylor launches himself off the ramp. Best friends work over Penta, but he comes back and tags in Pack, who just takes over on Trent. Uh, they all wear Trent down. Uh, Cassidy gets the hot tag. It's a double hurricane runner on the Lucha Brothers, but Pack just decks him. Uh, Dan Housen then gets on the apron, but Alex Abrahentis comes along and pulls him off. Dan Housen goes to curse him. Um, Alex does that zero miedo thing. But Dan Housen just punches him in the dick. Uh, Pat comes out. He curses Pat, but Pat pumps in. Orange Cassidy then comes flying over the top. Uh, he takes out Pat with a crossbody and a tornado DDT, which Pat sells amazingly well as well. A stun dog millionaire then. He tags in Chuck. Uh, Lucha Brothers get thrown into each other, but uh, they come back again, backstabbed by Penta into the rolling double team thing that they do. Trent and Phoenix come into the match, and the double team from Best Friends swinging DDT by Trent. Phoenix hits a cutter out of nowhere. Uh, Cassidy. It's a sick German to pack. Uh, made in Japan by Penta. Code Red by Phoenix after Penta and Pack hit super kicks on Trent. Uh, Trent nearly wins it after hitting his finisher on Penta, I believe, uh, after an orange punch. Um, we then get triple Canadian destroyers by Death Triangle. Uh, Lucha Brothers hit their finisher and then both dive out onto Cassidy and Chuck. Pack then went up to the top and hit the, I think it's called Black Arrow now, whatever it's called. Whatever his finisher is now called, he hits that and they win the match. So the new trios champions of the Death Triangle. This was an excellent match, I thought. Um, I used to be a fan of Penta and just last sort of 12 to 18 months I just started going off him um, I'm not a big fan of the Zero Miedos 10 times before he does anything and but I thought he was really good in this um you know, all the combinations pack with Orange Cassidy. Just so good. We're probably going to get that in a singles match at some point again. Really looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, Death Triangle. Probably um, the perfect trio to take on this title. Good stuff. Uh we then get Andrade trying to buy 10 in the back. Why would you want to buy 10? Why do you want to sign him to a contract? That's crap. Stop doing this shite at EW. Uh, we then get Penelope Ford versus Tony Storm in a, I think, like championship contenders match or something. 
they trade roll-ups, storm shoulder tackles and drop kicks in the corner. As drop kick to the outside basement drop kick, but Penelope Ford throws her into the steps. Uh, Ford is then in control through pitcher and pitcher. After that, Tony Storm fights back. She does the hip attack in the corner, and then a bit of a a lane DDT, if I'm honest, to win the match. 99% of this match was excellent, I thought. Brief, but excellent. Uh, Tony Storm's really coming into her own. She's showing, you know, that quality that people said that she had before WWE completely ruined her. Shame about the lacklustre finish. Because let's face it, we all remember the ending. So this won't get rave reviews, unfortunately, but I enjoyed this. Penelope Ford's really underrated, I think, as well. Uh, we then get 2.0, um, shouting about Action Bronson. Uh, get, he got involved at All Out. Seems like we're going to get some sort of tag team match with Action Bronson and Hook versus 2.0. I'm... All for that. I love 2.0. And Action Bronson's a big boy. So that could be interesting. The Acclaim then make their way out. Just before Max Caster can start rapping. Which I was kind of looking forward to. Swerve Strickland cuts him off. Uh, the fans call Swerve an asshole. Uh Swerve's got a joke. Billy cuts Billy Gunn cuts him off and says, This isn't your house anymore, this is Daddy Ass's house. Bowen says that they're gonna take the tag titles at Grand Slam. I dunno what the acclaim we're actually coming out for. That's my only small problem with this. Swerve's a fantastic heel. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing or just for this series of matches, but I love him as a heel. And I kind of think the acclaimed are going to win the titles. Good stuff, entertaining stuff. I love the acclaimed and Billy Gunn together. Uh, Tony Schiavone is then backstage again with Chris Jericho, Anna Jay, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello. Uh, Jericho talks passionately about this being his locker room and nobody's taking that away from him uh, Sammy talks about how he's going to beat Darby Allen on Friday then uh, Jericho completely gives away the finish of Danielson Page but I kind of like uh, Jericho and Guevara together that's when Guevara did his best work in my opinion so, yeah, good stuff. Wardlow then destroys Tony Nese. Um, it kills him within seconds. A, a headbutt, a clothesline, and a couple of power bombs. After the match, though, he um, goes to powerbomb Mark Sterling. Josh Woods comes out and saves him. I kind of forgot Josh Woods was part of this. 
Uh, Wardlow grabs the mic and cuts a promo on all the trolls and the so-called journalists um, and some of the things that they've been saying. And it's time to remind everyone that it's Wardlow's world. Great. Go and show us them. I feel sorry for him a little bit because I do think they have held him back a little bit. I think he was well on his way becoming a main eventer, in my opinion. And it just cooled a little bit and he needs to just go out there and show people what he's made of. And I have faith in him to bring it back around. We then get Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, nice bit of mat wrestling early on. Uh, they chop each other with Danielson taking Page back down. Yes kicks in the corner. Uh, Page knocks him off the turnbuckle. Uh, springboard clothesline to the apron. Danielson though rams his shoulder first into the ring post as they go to a break. After a break, Danielson works over that injured arm of Page. Uh, Page fights back. Death Valley driver by him. That got two count. Danielson countered a dead eye. Um, he then hits corner drop kicks. He then does the yes kicks. Hangman cuts him off on top rope again. Avalanche moonsault fall away slam thing that I still don't know the name of. Uh, he sets up for the buckshot lariat, but Danielson rolls out of the ring as they go to another break. After that break, they're both chopping each other. Um, Page hits a pop-up power bomb. Uh, Danielson cuts him off on the top rope, hangs him up in the tree of woe. He delivers basement drop kicks. He goes for an avalanche backdrop, but Page lands on his feet somehow he counters a rolling elbow with a lariat uh, but then Danielson just snatches him up into a labelle lock Hangman manages to fight out uh, he hits a dead eye from nowhere for two uh, he misses a moonsault Danielson then hits him with the Busaiko knee but Page rolls to the outside uh, Page Catches Danielson off a suicide dive. He power bombs him on the apron. He goes for the buckshot lariat again, but Danielson counters beautifully with an O'Connor roll to win the match. <coughs> uh, excellent match. Shame Jericho ruined the finish. And look, it wasn't as good as their first two matches, but still pretty good. Um, Page got a bit of a mixed reaction of booze there. I guess that's kind of expected with his name coming up in that press conference. Um, there's going to be punk fans. I don't know what they do with him or whether they just sort of keep him a little bit quiet over the next few weeks. Maybe the way to go. Um, I'm expecting Danielson Moxley to be the final. Uh, and I can't wait for it, to be honest. Danielson, Jericho again, I believe next week. That should be great as well. Uh, we then get a Jungle Boy pre-tape where he basically says he's going to murder uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. 
good promo actually by Jungle Boy. He's got so much better at that lately. Soakley halfway is then on the ramp with his group of goons. Uh, minus MJF. So maybe MJF isn't with these guys, I don't know. When somebody sort of runs up to him and says, oh, we've got no time, we're cutting it. They then beat this guy up. Um, Morrissey hit a massive boot. Where was uh, security for this? Why aren't they running out? These guys uh, got their hands on an employee. Where were they? Uh, I know that's sort of nitpicking a little bit, but these little details make things even better. Uh, I don't think this show needed this either, if I'm honest. It always seems to be something on every AEW show that just feels way out of place. Uh, we then get pre-tape promos from Dax Hard and Class- uh, Claudio Castagnoli. They're going to be fighting on Rampage for that Ring of Honor World Championship. And then it's time for the main event, Wheeler Utah versus Daniel Garcia for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship with Pure Rules. Uh, Garcia is the hometown boy in this. He's in control up until the end of the first break where Utah came back with a flying crossbody. Um, and they throw some hard chops and a snap suplex. A big boot by Garcia, but Uta rebounded and hit German suplexes. Garcia hit some as well. Uh, sick German from the second rope by Uta. Uh, sorry, by Garcia. Going to another break. After the break, Garcia locked in the um, Dragon Tamer, as he calls it. Basically a sharpshooter. But Yuta gets to the ropes to break it. Yuta uh, uses a closed fist, which gives him a warning under these rules. Uh, Garcia again locks in the Dragon Tamer, though. Yuta transitions into a cross face, then goes for that seatbelt pin. But Garcia kicks out. Straight back into the Dragon Tamer again. And Yuta has to tap out. A really brilliant main event. I love both of these guys. I'm a massive fan of Daniel Garcia. I think he really is going to be one of the best wrestlers in the world in five, ten years' time. He's so young as well. Um, there is as well, to be honest. I think the pure title probably suits Gar- uh, yeah, Garcia more. I kind of think they're either he's going to join the Blackpool Combat Club or it's going to be a swerve. Because after the match, Brian Danielson comes out. Yuta um, does shake Garcia's hand. Danielson shakes his hand and then puts the title around Garcia's waist while Jericho looks on like, what are you doing? Again, cool little details as well in this. Uh, is sat in the corner, sort of looking on, thinking what is going on. I think there are so many things you can do with this as well. 
Um, they could sort of split the Blackpool Combat Club at some point into two factions, both under the same name. I could see them doing that. I don't know, so many things you can do. Double turn, I've heard people talk about. I'm not convinced that Wheelie Uta would make a good uh, heel, but Garcia as a babyface, I think, definitely works. And in that Blackpool Comeback Club, that's what I would be doing. Um, but that was a very good AEW Dynamite, in my opinion. One of the better ones this year. I don't think they've been that great this year, if I'm honest. Um, after all the controversy and problems and suspensions and fighting and things being said that should never be said, they quickly made you forget about that, if only for two hours, but excellent i thought this show let's hope they keep it up as well uh but i'd love to hear what you thought of the show and any other wrestling that you may have watched and you can do that by getting in touch on twitter i am at adam chalk 8 on there while you're at it please subscribe comment and leave a review to the podcast on itunes spotify wherever you get your podcasts from look out for more podcasts dropping in your feeds over the next few days i will be back tomorrow but until then i've been adam chalk thank you for listening and i will see you next time